Hello and welcome to an episode of Everything is Canon, a Cinelinks podcast. I'm your host, Steve Duncan. However, you may have found your way here. Thanks so much for tuning in. On this podcast, we invite authors from all genres onto the show to discuss their latest books and novels, as well as just about anything else that comes to mind. If you want to reach me, there are several ways to do so, but the best way is to email me at steve at cinelinks.com, or you can always find me on Twitter at stevedunk5 or at Everything Canon. Joining me today to close out the year and the season of Everything is Canon is best-selling author Kaylin Bayron. And a big part of the reason she's here is because This Poison Heart, a book she released all the way back in June, is my absolute favorite book of 2021. But she also happens to be one of my favorite people to talk to, and I'm so very glad she's here to look back on the year that was with me. We talk about This Poison Heart and the next book, This Wicked Fate, including those incredible covers by Raymond Sebastian. I probe her for updates about some exciting Cinderella is Dead news she dropped a while back, her next series, The Vanquishers, and so much more. While this is a mostly spoiler-free discussion, the odd minor detail may slip out. So, if you haven't read This Poison Heart yet, and don't wish to be spoiled at all, better stop listening now, but definitely double back once you've read it. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. As always, around these parts, and for the last time this year, we encourage supporting authors and stories that affirm the lives of people other than ourselves. Each time we either engage in a conversation, whether it be online or face-to-face, or each time we participate in the market with our purchasing choices. A little programming note, if you are a frequent listener, then you know that my mandate has been to flip the 89-11 ratio on its head in favor of marginalized authors. Well, enough of that shit. It's time, uh, past time actually, to focus on what little effect the show has and to do our small part. So starting in January, this show will be 100% exclusively a space for BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. Sorry, straight whiteies, but there are plenty of other spaces to peddle your wares. And if you try to be an ally at all, then you'll understand, I think, completely. As was the case last year, I'm ending the season before the holiday break, looking back at some of my favorite books from 2021. And while this isn't a ranking, there, there is in fact a clear favorite book of the year for me. I've been talking about a lot online, that book being This Poison Heart. And I'm lucky enough that our author is here today to not only talk about that book, but the year that was a little bit. Kaylin Bayron is the best-selling author of YA fantasy novels, Cinderella is Dead and This Poison Heart. She is a classically trained vocalist, and when she's not writing, you can find her listening to Ella Fitzgerald on loop, attending the theater, watching scary movies, and spending time with her kids. She now currently lives in Ithaca, New York with her family after her Texas exodus. After only two books, <laughs> after only two books she is one of my favorite storytellers today. Please welcome back to the show, Kaylin Bayron. Hi, Kaylin. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. We were just talking about our, <laughs> yes. our ills. I'm just getting over a cold from traveling to Y'all Fest, which was great. I did get sick from it, but um, not COVID, but it was uh, my first pandemic trip. And holy shit, Kayla and I had such a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. yeah, I was I was watching the, you know, everybody um, on Twitter and I was like, I'm happy for you. But I also <laughs> was just so I was just like fear of missing out but have you I'm, done any so signings glad. recently i haven't really i you have. let's see what have i done i haven't um so i i haven't done any in-person stuff except for like local okay. places um lately so right. yeah i'm i'm looking forward to next year getting to travel and but i'm not looking forward to catching the crud which the, i know is yeah. a part of it that's, that's just, right you know you're Absolutely. just gonna have to deal with it so well that's <laughs> you know hopefully it'll be easier to like i said this this y'all fest and these types are open air type of festivals, right? I'm, I'm hoping if it's a convention center type of situation, there'll be maybe they'll have more things in place as far as um, social distancing, more hand washing, <laughs> stuff like that. So, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing, it's going to be interesting with authors too, right? Because God, I mean, even just the passing back and forth of books, 
right is, is, germ, right. is a germ uh, hotspot. And, you know, what do you think you're going to be like? Do you think you'll be uh, like, are you a hugger at all anyways to begin with? And if not, like, how are you? I am. Are you going to be handshaking? Or are you going to be like hugging? Like, yeah, I don't I, know. I've, I've thought a lot about that because I think that I just miss people so much that even though I'm not, um, I don't think I'm normally like a super touchy feely person, but I feel like I will be when all of this is kind of, you know, when I'm out there and meeting people and I, I, um, I feel like I'm vaccinated. I'm going to wear a a double mask. I mean, gloves, whatever I have to do. Like, I'll just, I want to be out there with people. And so I'm probably just going to just go for it. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say like our crowd, these crowds are mostly vaccinated. (laughs) I'll just say that if we want to like, you know, (laughs) draw, draw, draw that line, that Venn diagram. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're probably safe that way. I would think for sure. And probably mostly pro mask as well. I mean, these, these things will have some some things in place and big thumbs up and kudos to the, um, uh, event, the organizers of the all fast too. Yes. When you were at their events, you were ma- you had to be masked and all, and you had to prove you were vaccinated and you got a wristband. So the event organizers were amazing and did a great job that way. But again, once you're out in the wilds, they just obviously have no control of that. So, right. Um, what do you have any events on your calendar for next year already or no, is it too early? I do. Um, so in, um, in Tennessee, I get to do, um, an in-person thing in March. Um, uh, S E Y A is in March. And then in April, um, what's in April? Oh, it's TLA, um, Mm. at Fort Worth, uh, in Texas. So um, back to Texas, back to Texas. Yes. So I, one of the many things I love about you, I just fucking love your commitment to your art. So, so you actually moved to Rhinebeck. <laughs> to a Rhinebeck. <laughs> to a Rhinebeck-like uh, place. place, yes. Um, into a creepy old house, into yeah. upstate New York. I mean, listen, yeah. we get it. We, you like your story. We understand. Yeah. Jeez. It, it didn't seem fair that Briseis got to do that and I didn't. So, yeah. <laughs> um, how was the move during, I mean, it's never easy. Moving, moving across the country is never easy, but I mean, during a pandemic and with a whole family in tow, was it, was it adventurous? Yeah, it, Did you have any... Uh, it's been, you know, it, it was really, um, it was one of those things where I was like, it's, it's time. Um, and so I put my kids and my dogs in the car and, you know, we made a road trip, took us two days from San Antonio to Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. um, which I don't ever, I don't recommend that to anybody. Don't ever put <laughs> your four kids and your three dogs into your, you know, into your Honda and go across, you know, the country. It's, um, do not recommend, but, um, but it was a good trip. I mean, for the most part. And since I've been here, um, I just, I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, which is great. Um, it's just really good for my, you know, my creativity and my, you know, my mental health. So I'm, I'm incredibly happy and excited to be here. It, uh, it's a beautiful part of New York, for sure. Upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's so pretty there. Um, did you buy that house unseen, like just online? I did. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, you it's know. a huge yeah. risk. Um, but I was like, I, that's, I want to be out there. And that's what I, I want. And yep. I, I've really been trying to, um, you know, I, I think, especially with, you know, what's been going on in the past, like, you know, year and a half, two years, it's kind of like life is 
you know, very short and these opportunities kind of present themselves. And I just, I just wanted to jump in with both feet. So I did <laughs> shoot your shot for sure. And like yeah. you were saying, you're very lucky that you have a job where you can do that. I mean, you don't, yes. you're not, you're not um, I am very privileged in that way. Yeah. You don't yeah. handcuff to a, to a cubicle or whatever. Um, so that's, that's excellent. Um, that also is just a big thing at any point in anyone's life. Moving is just a big thing, isn't it? When you've got all that, you're just, because it just, it just sort of brings into, it brings into question, like, I mean, like these are our castles, right? Like, you know, is is it, does does it feel, is it home now? Does it feel like home? Are you still getting settled? Like it's, it's starting to feel, it's starting to feel like home. We, you know, we have up our holiday decorations and that always is fun for me. And I have, I, you know, I'm getting my office set up painting and yeah, it's, it's getting there. It's really starting to feel like, like, like home. Okay. You didn't have any of those uh, moments like in the book, though, where you're driving through town and it's just a bunch of uh, slow walking white people. I mean, <laughs> I mean, kind you. of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I was a little like, oh, OK, you know, but um, but everybody, you know, so far, so good. Everybody's good. been good. been very kind and very welcoming and, you know, um, no, no uh, secret rooms um, in my house of, so far, you know of, but. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a weird barn that has a weird like ladder that goes up to I don't I don't know what's up there because I will never go look and find out. So but yeah, um, nothing, you, nothing too crazy. You toil in darkness, I think, though. Right. So, I mean, this oh, seems yeah. like I feel like this is you're going to get <laughs> if you, you're going to get some inspiration out of all this. I'm sure of it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, that's good. Congratulations on the move. It is a big move. Um, and then sort of like we were saying, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you made it out of Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cause you know, it's, it's just, uh, not, not always a great place, but, um, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk, let's talk covers. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Give me like one or two covers that you love from the past year. You can't, you can pick your own if you want, but it'd be more fun if you picked a different oh, one because I do want to talk about covers. Anything like yeah. instantly jump out from any genre. Um, right? Yeah. I, so, I mean, I saw, um, I saw the cover uh, just recently here that was revealed for, um, for Tracy Dion's uh, sequel to Legend Born. Yep. Uh, and I, 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 I literally just like took a screenshot and was staring at it it's just one of the best things i've ever seen See, um I'm, ever I'm, I'm angry because i'm not i'm not i'm not team cell <laughs> oh yeah i saw him on there i was yeah. like i know i was like i know he's gonna be creeping in the background i know it i just know it and there he was and i was like you know what it works it's okay but, i'm team yeah. i'm team golden retriever i like uh, yeah nick. i like i like i like nick i like i'm just if they're gonna be white yeah. they gotta be boring yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great also, cover. That that is a nice cover too. Yeah. They're they're oh, the use of blues and reds on those covers is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, that that stands out to me. Um, also, um, the cover of uh, Bethany C. Morrow's uh, "So Many Beginnings." Um, oh, amazing. I, I yeah. just I love it. Yeah. It just it just makes me it just makes me feel things when I look at it. Like it's just gorgeous. And she, um, um, I mean, like yeah. Well, we'll talk about some of her favorite books yeah. and. And um, if, if, <laughs> if, I, if I had to pick a clear number two, it's, it's our chorus rises. Um, uh, she, yeah. Bethany is, uh, is, yeah. is, is, is something <laughs> she's, she's like, I, I pretty much worship her at the ground she walks on and she's, yeah, she was thanks. on the, she was on the show <laughs> and then we talked about the cover and, and if you can, whether she's talked about it before. So if you can find that interview where she really digs into like, 
her reasons for for making the choices for that cover it makes it even more mm-hmm. profound right the, this idea of of uh, she didn't want it to be caricature caricatures right or art she wants right. these real black women right they got to be yes. real and then so much of that so um so yeah. amazing her um yeah her covers are always great um as are yours oh, yeah. as are yours so <laughs> um i mean this poison heart is is for sure my favorite cover from this year and and i mean i just this so this wicked fate you just dropped the cover not that long ago yeah um, and most of the time like nine high 90 percent uh, you know percentile the authors really have nothing to do with the covers um, right talk to me if you did have any say in these covers and also talk to me about uh the first time you just talked to raymond because I mean, <laughs> these covers I mean, yeah i know my reaction i can't i can't even imagine how you reacted to uh, to seeing them yeah i so bloomsbury has been um you know so amazing in you know they have come to me for cinderella is dead for for this poison heart uh for this wicked fate um for vanquishers which is coming up they've come to me and said you know what you know what do you want what is important to you what you know how can we make this you know a cover that you're really proud of Mm -hmm. and um i feel so lucky to be able to do that because you're right there are a lot of authors who just don't have that opportunity um and um so working from from these initial kind of sketches all the way through the final art the the progression the progression of the design and the colors and the it's I'm just in awe because I cannot draw like I can't um do any of that so I it 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 just feels like magic to me um I I feel the the same way but (laughs) I I can't do anything yeah 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 Yeah, not I'm just awful I'm terrible at it um and so to see someone kind of uh take a very you know a detailed description that um that I gave of what these characters look like of what Mm -hmm. their personality types are um of what kind of hair they have and what kind of you know just just everything And, and to have that just represented so beautifully um, in the art. I just, oh my God, I just, I feel so lucky. Um, and uh, the the artist for This Poison Heart and This Wicked Fate, um, Raymond, he, I, his, he is so talented that I literally cannot even put into words his art um, on his, uh, on his website. Um, he is just so amazing. And I, I cannot imagine he, he nailed it. Um, this is Briseis. This is how I see her um, in my mind. And Marie, this is what they look like to me as I'm envisioning them when I'm writing. This is it's so spot on. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, you know, the cover reveals come out, you know, obviously before the book comes out or, or before most people, most people will read the book anyway. So unless you just cut yourself off completely from, from the world, we have, we know what they look like before we read the book. So in the case of, of this poison heart, we, Breeze on the front cover by herself, so we got it. We got a good idea of what she's like, but the rest of the cast, we get to sort of like conjure up our own images, don't we? Based on your description, um, and I understand some people have a hard time understanding what shades, different shades of brown are and stuff. But uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> it, right. We, we I don't want to waste time talking about those assholes. But um, um, but you're right, Marie. It was mm-hmm. perfect. Like exactly yeah. like to your point, that is exactly how I pictured Marie. And so kudos yes. to not only to your great descriptive writing, your description, your descriptors for your characters are amazing. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Raymond gets it for sure. And even like, 
I don't know if I've seen somebody illustrate jeans better than Dream Illustrates. Right, right. right? Like, I, it's those little details. Right. Those yeah, that, yeah. That's just like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's perfect. So yeah, I'm I'm just in awe of his talent. He's he's amazing. And it's funny because I've I've been on other kinds of panels and and events and talking about the covers and um, you know, other authors that are that I'm kind of in community with are mm-hmm. like. I need his contact information. Yeah. We want, you know, we want to give him more work. So I'm like, yes, go, go for it. It's, it's great. Yeah. There's a few that are just from this past year alone. I just know are going to be, you know, d- doing very well for the foreseeable future. <laughs> just, yeah. just from the covers <laughs> the past two years. I mean, I've just been so great, but um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, again, I'm just looking at it again and I just can't, can't wait to, uh, to hold, hold a few copies in my hands. I can't wait. To- <laughs> Well, just because, yeah, because it's art. I mean, it's just not like it's, it, you can't dismiss it. I, you can't look at this picture. I'm looking at this Wicked Fate now. You cannot dismiss that picture. You can't dismiss the colors. You can't dismiss the two women on the front cover. Like there's nothing dismissive about it. It grabs yeah. grabs a hold of you and it forces you to look at it, to stare at it, to look for these little details. Like, you know, the way her shirt's tucked in in the front, but not the back. And, you know, yeah. And then of course, I know when you released it, everyone immediately went to the uh, zoomed in on the hands holding and <laughs> all right. that stuff. So <laughs> her, and her hair, the textures. Yeah. It's it just, uh, I don't know if, if this, if this wicked fate isn't my favorite cover 2022, then something that's coming out. I haven't seen yet is the greatest cover of all time. Cause that cover, right. yeah. Yeah, cause that cover is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, um, he, did, uh, he did such a good job and he's so de- the detail the flowers at the bottom some of those flowers are actual things that are described in the book that's right and that's right yeah it it really it he really just did such a phenomenal job and of course it's so nice to see just the blurb across the top right for the best-selling author of it uh, yeah that's that's a big <laughs> uh, that's a game changer that's a big it. moment right yeah yeah it is yeah. it is yeah. um so this poison heart came out and hope it'll be great if you could like tour this wicked fate because you've just you've been a pandemic author yeah <laughs> this whole yeah. time <laughs> so i mean i'd love to ask you sort of how your experiences compare i mean obviously nothing compares to being a debut author right with cinderella is dead but you know it's just were you feeling it at all because i mean like full disclosure I, I won't mention names but i talked to some other authors who were in this in a similar situation where they were just like you know what they just had a hard time fucking getting themselves geared up to promote another yeah. book in a pandemic yeah, it, you know, um, so after Cinderella's Dead came out um, and that launch, I think it went, you know, as well as it possibly could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we were gearing up for, for this Poison Heart, it was kind of a question. We weren't really sure, like, okay, um, you know, is it, are we going to be able to go out? You know, are we going to be able to tour with this? You know, what are we going to do? And then we realized that we were not. And that was a, that was hard. Um, yeah. That took me, you know, a little I needed a little time to kind of process that. And then um, I kind of uh, got out of my funk and said, you know, the the most important thing to me is that this book makes it into the hands of my readers. That is really the 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 only thing that really matters to me. And that was going to happen. So I was I learned to be okay with not having the kind of, you know, pomp and circumstance for for having this out in the world. And just um, the readers have just the readers have made this, uh, these pandemic releases, the highlight, you know, of my career. Um, and, and so it, it really has uh, a silver lining. Was there anything about the release of this Poison Heart that 
surprised you? You know, I, I think it was, I, I think it was just how many people said, you know, um, after, after the book came out and how many people were, were so touched by the family dynamic mm-hmm. in, in the book. Um, I know that I haven't seen a lot of queer black families, um, uh, in, in fiction, but I, you know, I, I kind of, I don't know, that was just kind of a thought that I had. And then when I, when I talked to my readers and, um, they expressed those same kinds of feelings, it really felt, um, it, it really kind of caught me off guard. It was, it was very emotional and it was very, um, just kind of, you know, we get to share this experience of seeing this queer black family who love and support each other. And, um, I, I, I guess I just didn't realize exactly how much people needed to see that. Um, I knew we needed to see it and it should be there. And I, and I loved writing the story, but just how much the readers, um, really needed to see that was, was something that was, you know, a little surprising for me, but I, I, um, it's just been, it's just been amazing. It, um, sort of, I went back and yesterday and just went, read my review of it. And, um, just to see if there's anything that like really still, you know, what, what stuck with me the most just from reading my review and stuff and the family part for sure. Cause rereading what I wrote about it, I, I must say the word family a thousand fucking times. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that, that I think that's, and I, it struck me too, was incredibly profound was this idea that, you know, Bree's powers are perfectly suited to solve her family's problems. Now this is, mm-hmm. this is pre endowment, right? This is before they find out about anything with wills and estates and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her ability to do all the things she's able to do, would you know allow them to thrive wouldn't it mm-hmm. um but even though it causes her the slightest it's it's more than just discomfort but even if it did just cause the slightest discomfort there's mom and 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 mo wouldn't have it yeah, yeah no they're not having it um Th- and that's I- an incredible sacrifice <laughs> that's an incredible sacrifice to make because i mean you know like again but this before weird old white la- white ladies come walking into their life <laughs> right <laughs> offering them uh you know that gold at the end of the rainbow type of thing mm-hmm. you know they were talking like one bedroom apartment sleeping on the couch um mm-hmm. you know they were really like they were already you know in a small and maybe a two cramped place but they were talking about yeah. even making more sacrifice and yeah you have that and then you put that with the adoption stuff and then you put that with um the queer parts of it and so and the the inter- intersectionality of their, their entire situation um the isolation they feel just just waking up every day from being choosing to be that kind of family right or not choosing just they can't choose it just that's who they are but mm-hmm. what an incredible thing story that alone <laughs> right yeah is a story yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's like um you know very often um we have, we, we get to see queer families that are broken. Um, we get to see queer families that, um, you know, have understandably um, endured a lot of trauma. Right. Um, and um, I think those stories are necessary. Um, and I also think that stories like this one are necessary. Uh, stories that, that really showcase these families um, as what they are, which is a completely, absolutely normal family who are just kind of having these very fantastical things happen around them and happen to them um, without their queerness causing them um, 
you know, the kind of pain and suffering that I, that I think publishing as a whole um, has taught us to expect from queer stories. Right. So um, just being able to, you know, just letting them kind of exist and, and, you know, playing, you know, very aggressive games of Uno in the front, you know, room and, and, you know, ordering food and, and, um, you know, worrying about where Brie is going and who she's going with. And, you know, those very just kind of normal everyday things that feels, um, that feels almost revolutionary, right? Because it's like, we were so used to seeing queer characters just be beaten down and broken um, uh, and not be able to, to be the center of these kind of fantasy uh, type stories. Um, it just feels, it feels nice to be able to center us in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of queer stories, you submitted to Out There, Into the Queer New Yonder. <laughs> yes. How was that experience? Um, it was amazing. Um, I have a short story uh, there. That it's called the Department of Homegoing Affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it really allowed me to kind of stretch my writing muscles. A lot of these um, anthologies and short stories that I've been doing lately have really, um, I think, taken my craft to a new level. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something very different about writing short stories. Um, and uh, I love it. And I love centering uh, queer Black folks in everything that I do. Yep. Um, and so having us get to be in these short stories that are horror or sci-fi or, you know, futuristic or whatever, it's like, it's just, it feels so good um, to be able to, to tell these stories. Short stories really make you a clean writer, don't they? Because you don't have time for bullshit. Yeah, like it's you really kinda, don't. It's, it's it's character, 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 isn't it? Right. I mean, because yeah, you, you don't have time for these long things or these these. Uh, this isn't Lord of the Rings. You don't have chapters of just yeah. wa- walking, right? You can have walking chapters. <laughs> yeah, no, like, none of that. Yeah, it's, it's really. I really would, you know, I really would recommend, you know, anybody who's who's writing novels um, to also write short stories, even if it's only for yourself. Um, it really, it really is um a, a great tool to, mm-hmm. to utilize and to make yourself a better writer um so uh, just sort of maybe we'll put a pin in in this poison heart because uh, it's i don't really we can't really talk about spoilers it's too soon isn't it it's probably too soon <laughs> just in case just in case i don't want to if anyone's out there but i think it is not too soon <laughs> to finally reveal nix's secret and I have, I'm, I wasn't joking. I had a folder. Like I, <laughs> I admit I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. I admit it. Like I, I, I looked at every angle possible and I've got like a digital version of the book too. Right. So like, I'm able to like keyword search and like phrase and everything. I had not been able to figure this out. Caitlin. So, yeah. So, I mean, so the thing is, I know I'm not the only one who hasn't been able to figure it out. So you can't make, yeah. I, the emails, (laughs) um, that I get, it's, 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 um, it's hilarious to me, but I, you know, Nick is a very unique, um, individual and she, uh, she is, um, she is, so in book one, <laughs> I can't, we can't listen. I don't, I yeah. don't want to ruin book two at all. Obviously. Oh, no. So we can't, no, no. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but book, but in book one, in, in this poison heart, um, Nick's references where she's from yeah. and, you know, her and Brie are kind of having this conversation and, and, and Brie is, you know, um, well, I thought you were from here. And Nick is like, yeah, that's true. And the, there's something there in that, that, 
interaction that they have that carries over into book two okay. that I think that people will, will, and, and once, and also just like not a spoiler at all, but like once you find out in book two, who or what Nix has with her, I think that it will be clear. It still is a little bit of a mystery because there is, um, it, it's just so fun. And I, and nobody have, no, people have guessed, they've emailed me, nobody has gotten it yet. So <laughs> I, I have like a prize package of the first person who uh, can, can uh, tell me a little bit about Nix's backstory. Um, I have a, a surprise for you. <laughs> I have to start wondering so. if you just forgot to to put something in. If no, because usually yeah. someone, usually somebody, even just by accident, should have gotten it right now. But um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know, like I, like I've I know like she was in California for a bit, and I'm pretty sure she's got some type of wings, and she's always taking her. She's every time she reappears, she's like re, re, readjusting her jacket, so her jacket has to come off to do whatever she needs to do. And like I've got all this stuff, but I'm just like can't. I've got all the pieces, but I can't make the puzzles. Fit. It's like um, I would yeah. have to cut. I would have to like cut, cut some edges to make it fit, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, so, it's very exciting. It's very cool. I have a good laugh, yeah. uh, and the fact that no one's gotten it is amazing. Just for the amount of people that yeah. read, read this book, uh, but uh, it, yeah. you know, look, there's yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, she's the thing is, she's not like in the book a ton either. So it's right. Um, you would think someone ju- should have gotten it by now, but that's cool yeah. though. Very exciting. <laughs> I can't wait. She's yeah. such a such a great character, and and Marie's yeah. a great character too. I'm very happy Marie's on the cover, and I you know sure we're not the only person that called it but you were asking for predictions and uh, obviously 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 brie was going to be on it so that was a no-brainer but uh that also unless you're like gonna rip my fucking heart out of my chest yeah that also tells (laughs) me that maybe they have a future together i don't know we'll see i don't don't know what type of evil person you are but yeah i don't think that any i don't think that people um i don't think that people will be expecting i think what what people are expecting I don't know that they'll get it uh, from this book, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I do think it's a, uh, uh, an emotional thing. I do think it's a, um, you know, it's something that, that hits very hard, but I, um, I, I just think the story, um, the, the things I got to do in this book were things that I've wanted to do uh, forever in in my writing um I really wanted to take these characters on a hero's journey and and when you do that um you don't always come out whole great yeah that's yeah you know, that, have, you, have you read anything like that recently where that was sort of like the situation where like I just read not just but a, a little bit ago um JL's second book right Ashes of Gold and mm-hmm. and and her and I are I've been fortunate enough that you know we, we talk offline become become some friends and uh yeah and I read it immediately message her and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) and it's one of those things and I I get the feeling that you're you're setting us up for maybe something similar where like here's the thing I mean ultimately I mean like listen I've just I love these stories and if you know if they're if if uh, not getting what you want from a either a relationship (laughs) either a relationship or like like let's say it's a it's a uh, you know, JL's stories have the same, like, like, um, Tracy's, there's a triangle, right? Uh, a triangle going mm-hmm. on. So like, of course you just, you, everyone's got their teams, right? You want so-and-so to right. this person instead of that person. So like, you're not always going to be, uh, it's, it's one thing to be disappointed in that, in the sense, but, but I mean, you know, the smart, the smart people know that, you know, I'm able to enjoy the book <laughs> just because it's a fucking, yeah. <laughs> just because it's written so fucking well. And it's a great fucking book, right? doesn't matter just because so, you know, I don't know how legend born it's going to end up, whether she, 
my preference actually is she does, ends up with neither, but, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think she's too good for both of them, but um, that's a problem for me. Do you have a, do you have that? Do you struggle with that when you're reading any books? Have you read something lately where they're like, it didn't work out maybe uh, relationship wise that you would hope, but I mean, it's just the book is so good. You don't even care. You know, I, I just, I think that when I'm, I think that when I'm reading, I like, I, I tend to not focus as much on, on the, I don't know what, I don't know what my problem is, but I, you know, the, the relationships I'm kind of, sometimes I'm just like, okay, that's nice. And then I'm like, okay, but what's, what's going on next? Like I, right, I right. tend to kind of gloss over them. So I'm not, um, I'm not a huge like shipper, right, but I, right. I very much enjoy people who are because they're so passionate about it. Like they do not play games. They're like, this is who we want to be together. And this is how, and this is why. And I, I think it's fascinating. I just, I'm just like, tell me more about why you feel like this. Right, <laughs> and they right. will, they'll tell you. <laughs> it's it, it for me. And I'll only speak for me. Um, it comes down to because I've my I've fallen in love with this character, right? Yeah. So Brie or you know whoever, and um, and I just want I only want the best for them. And sometimes that could mean this person. Sometimes sometimes that could mean nobody. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I just feel like you know that person was put on Earth or that whatever Earth or whatever planet the book <laughs> takes place in <laughs> for a reason, and they're they're above petty uh <laughs> you know like <laughs> you, you know romance or whatever you know silly stuff is going on um and so that's the, that's kind of it for me i've just it i only get like that i get worked up when i it's clear i'm i've really fallen for that character which is a yeah. it's a compliment to the writing obviously but, uh, oh absolutely yeah. right like yeah. that is that that shows that you've kind of done your your what you set out to do which is to make people really care about yeah, these yeah, characters and what right. happens to them yeah absolutely yeah well that's like Brie like I'm like you know listen I want Brie and Brie to, to, to work it out I don't know if they will <laughs> <laughs> like I hope they do but ultimately like not not if it means you know Brie die I don't know something something or, or something out of left field right like I ultimately right it's I'm team Brie at the end of the day I'm not team yeah. anyone else I'm team <laughs> like I ultimately I am team Brie right and I've said this yeah. to so many authors too and then you'd probably agree like you know the main like the lead character has to be your favorite character has to be yeah I think mm -hmm. and they has to they have to be like the most difficult to write they have to be your favorite character they have to be do you feel is that how you feel too that's I, I feel like you are in love with your lead characters like nobody else oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, I I just I really just adore them when I you know and it's it feels you know funny to say that because it's like I created this person but it it really they they take on a life of their own for me they really um you know I try so hard to build them in a way that that um that really, you know, when I put them in a situation, I'm like, okay, she would not do this, or this is what she would do. And knowing, you know, her fears and her dreams and her, you know, her likes and her dislikes, like all of those things um, really matter to me. And so, um, yeah, my main characters are, are, you know, are very close to my heart. And, but I, I also tend to write side characters who I think maybe I could even do like whole books about them. Like I write oh, these yeah. characters, yeah. like, you know, um, Maria's, you know, Maria's fascinating to me, but, mm -hmm. but so is, so are, 
so are some of the characters that we're going to meet in this next book. And right, so right. are, you know, these mom and Mo. like there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing there um, that, that I feel like I could, you know, expand on. But I, I, um, yeah, I just, I really put a lot in, into, into Brie and into uh, Sophia and um, into Marie. And I just, I just adore them. As, well, your whole cast is characters. Yeah, no, the whole cast is fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Um, and that's, you just, you know, only just adds to the, like you said, just adds to the, like the, the great thing about your, you know, your, your books, this one for sure in particular is like the, the depth is so great. I mean, I mean, like, and I don't mean left to right. I mean, the foreground, like the, the front to back is so great. Um, you know, at any one point in any scene, you really feel like this depth in every scene between like a lot of times you have, for, I, I, mean, I don't even if you notice it, notice this about yourself, but so many times you have so many characters that are always positioned in front of one another or behind each other or something like this, right? It's, you always have somebody up front. It's like, if they were making that a movie, it would be a director would hate you because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they like left or right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love reading that to me, it's just such a depth in, in everything that you do. And it works well, especially in like in a lush garden, for example, or something like, or narrow yeah. path, obviously stuff like this. Right. Because it's, yeah. it really puts the focus on your characters and, and it's not always the main character. You switch it up all the time. And I thought it was just so smart. Um, uh, speaking of cinematic way back in July, you posted the, you posted this on Twitter and I'm y'all I've been sitting on some news for a while and still can't give all the details but for everyone asking if Cinderella is dead will it ever be adapted for film TV film slash TV the answer is yes ambiguous it's been optioned and I'm very excited I, yes. listen I know how these things go they take fucking <laughs> they take years it's a, like what's slower yeah. than a snail I don't even know like evolution yeah <laughs> it's like it's yeah it's exactly. slow is it, it, I think I just want to know are you able to say whether it's film or TV or, and, or, and if there, um, if there's a screenwriter yet, that's all I want to know. There's not a screen. Well, uh, okay. I take, well, so it, it you don't have to tell us who or anything like that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, there's, um, there's a screenwriter. There is, um, there is a, uh, and, and it'll, it'll be TV. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I've you talked to a couple recently, like I have all these things adapted and, and the, sort of asked the same question to them. I'll ask of you, there's, there's a trust level here with you because this is your material. And I assume, yeah. and I assume you wouldn't just, you have scruples, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I assume you wouldn't take a bag of cash if it meant if they wanted to say, uh, you know, actually we're thinking of making uh, Sophia white. <laughs> yeah. When I was, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's funny because I mean, there, when I was taking these, I was taking lots of, lots of meetings. Um, there was, there was quite a bit of interest there. Um, I was taking meetings and I was, you know, the questions that I had were, were more, um, you know, I, I needed this, I needed that project to be, in the hands of the right person. Like it had to be somebody who was going to maintain um, the heart and soul of that story. And mm -hmm. that is, that is, it is about um, queer black girls. Um, and it couldn't be, it couldn't be anything else. And I have absolutely no doubt that, um, that the person that I um, am trusting this with um, will, uh, will will do right by it um so i am i'm thrilled and um yeah there's just there's so many things that i'm just kind of uh 
you know, there's so many secrets. There's so mm-hmm. many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy um, with what we ended up doing. And yeah, it, to me, it, it really isn't, it, it wasn't even really about uh, the money. Uh, it, it had to be, it had to be right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's, and it's funny because there's just so much, you know, there's, it, it could go any kind of way, but I really, I really do feel like the, like the person that, that has it um, will do right by it. That's good to hear. Cause I mean, you know, we, we uh, trust has to be there and. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing is like, it's, you know, short of, again, I'm, I'm joking about the turning them white part, but it's fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not pretend this never happened. So, um, yeah. and, um, but I mean, you know, listen, you're like, you're also in the thing where like, you, you got to shoot your shot too, right? Like it's, you know, you don't want to, you know, again, short of them turning her white or something, you're like, you know, it's how much, you know, I wouldn't fault you. You know what I mean? Like you got a family, you got, you need, you need health insurance. Like there's things, life costs yeah. money, <laughs> right? Like there's, there's, you know, no yeah. one should fault you for doing something like that. But um, it's, it's always nice to hear though, that, that there is that trust and, and that, you know, they have that understanding and that respect for the material. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. Because like, so important. It's not just, you know, this it's, it's also means this, right. Like, and you know, that like yeah. we've talked about so many times about, you know, uh, being able to write queer black women, but to, yeah. to, you know, it's, it's so important. So important. Um, well, that's yeah. very cool. So that's, that'll be on a small screen in about 40, 50 years. And we look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, oh, I wish it would, yeah. I wish it would happen so much sooner. It's so funny because like, I know other authors too, it's like, I hate even announcing it just because I'm going to get asked this question now for the rest of my life until it gets <laughs> until, right. Just cause yeah, it's, yeah. it's because people are excited. That's all it's, you understand. Yeah. And, but it's, you know, it's, you know, as, as slow as, as publishing, is right, um right. you think I would have been prepared for for how <laughs> kind of slow um you know uh tv moves but right um I was not prepared for that but I'm <laughs> I'm very much um I'm very much looking forward to to seeing that one day and hopefully it'll be sooner than later I can't freaking wait man I'm so excited too it's same thing every every <laughs> time I talk to you know uh Christina Hammonds Reed every time I talk to her too I'm like give me some black kids yeah. news for Christ's sakes yeah <laughs> at least really at least release another book we're making us wait for the show yeah yeah um well, that's gonna be a movie actually yeah it's, um I yeah can't. oh I'm so excited for oh, everybody who's getting their too. stuff optioned like the the tv and film uh the tv and film adaptations that we're gonna get to see are just I I just cannot wait I'm so excited like the gilded ones and stuff like that you're like my god how are they gonna make yeah. that I can't wait um yeah. the yeah the keynote the closing keynote at yellfest was the uh the blackout women um mm-hmm. minus yeah. min- minus uh, nicola she wasn't there but everybody else was there and they were talking about just sort of danielle queen danielle gave us the yeah the rundown of just sort of you know the getting that phone call about the obamas and wanting to yeah. get up and i cannot her, imagine her yeah, and then it was a really, lost my mind. really funny story about her having to call the other women individually and like some of them not just answering the phone and some not <laughs> Some not believing her and hanging up and just like really funny. <laughs> oh, it was very, very funny. Um, yeah. So one thing about This Wicked Fate, it, it ends like the summary with, you know, the second book of this empowering inclusive fantasy duology is perfect for fans of Legendborn and lore. And, you know, that's great. Legendborn, we all love Legendborn. Lore, most people love lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't they say perfect for fans of 
this poison heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't get why they never say that duologies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Whatever, I guess they want to... Like Legendborn and Lore need to be more time on the New York Times bestsellers list yeah. too, right? Like they've <laughs> both been on it all. Yeah. Those two books have been on it all freaking year. And good for yeah, them, I, right? I'm not disparaging. Yeah, them, no, but, I, every time I see, every time I see Tracy's name up there, I'm just like, yes. Like it just, it, it feels like it, like, even though obviously it's not my book, like it feels, yeah. it feels like a win yeah. for, it feels like a win for me too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I have nothing to do with her. I have nothing to do with her book, but I just love Tracy and I, I just love her work. So amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, it's so great that just anytime I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not one of these people that like lives and dies by the New York times bestsellers list, but I know how important it is. Like I understand it. Right. So, yeah, you know, and, it's almost, it's, it's um it's almost like currency in in yeah. publishing it, yep. you know and it's it's not um you know and we all know that like the list is is highly curated and and yeah. not always uh by the numbers but you know some people um uh, tracy deserves to be there every freaking week and yep. um i love that i love yeah. that yeah I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I, 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 every time they release it, I get super excited for it. And even like Amari too, just, just being on there all year. Oh, yeah. Like it's just, Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, and BB's just, you know what, you know what too, it's cause they're just fucking great people too. You know what I mean? Yes, like it's, it'd be that one, helps. Like, right. Of course. <laughs> like, because you know, when there's an asshole on the list, you're like, God damn it. And, <laughs> yeah. you know it's 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 that like, that's almost everything, isn't it? It's almost like that almost yeah. it's of course, a good sign of maybe of, I don't want to say it's progression, but it's just, it's just a nice, it's a good sign, but it for sure, for sure helps that they're just really nice, deserving people, isn't it? Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. um, give me one little thing about this wicked fate. That's not in the blurb. That's not in the summary. Like what is, is are we going to be happy? Like, are we going to be good? Or, or are we going to be having, are you going to be getting angry emails? Like what's, are, do, I, let's put it this way. Do you believe in happy? Yeah. Endings? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I think my definition of a happy ending is probably different. You toil in <laughs> darkness. So people. I don't know. Maybe I not. do. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think one of the, the most fun aspects of, of writing this story was, um, was the mythology. Um, right. We get much, much into it um, in book two. Mm. And some of the figures that we get to meet uh, while Brie and Marie and her, her auntie, uh, mm-hmm. Cersei is, is, you know, back yep. from wherever she's back from. And um, she has, you know, she has somebody with her and, um, I think the getting into that mythology um, was because I'm such a huge fan of, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, Percy Jackson. And um, I just like Briseis watched Hercules way too many times as a kid. <laughs> and um, so I, that to me is just the most fun part. So we are going to meet many more gods and goddesses and the, the roles that they play um, I just, I'm so fascinated by, so I'm so, I just, I'm so excited that I got to put that in this book. It's an, the, the, it's an incredible way to end book one, just with that line at the end, you know, I have a lot to tell you or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just that whole scene, chaotic scene, just ending like that. And, she's, <laughs> and, and she's given her quests, you know what I mean? To get, to get her, to go collect her items that she needs to collect. Right. This is like yes. Jason and the Argonaut shit. Like this is yeah. like she, it's yes. big. And, it's big. And we, 
you know, we, we, we run across people who, you know, who, um, who definitely had some interactions with Jason and, right, you know, right. and his kind of story and, you know, and people who hate his guts and it's like, it, yeah, it's, uh, it is a hero's journey. It is a quest. I mean, um, if, 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 I mean, just yeah. if you think about where one of her mothers went, <laughs> like yeah. if, if just if we're going yeah. there i mean there's there's some characters yeah. there i could i could think of it might show up like it's it's it is something yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 a go it feels like it's gonna get pretty big here and i'm, I'm pretty yeah. stoked yeah um, and you see that especially in rosie's uh series right song of wraith and ruin and um yes, some, yes. you know the first one she kept them just contained in town in town surwell right and then Yep. And then in book two, she just fucking lets them loose. And uh, yeah. those books, did you read those? Are you caught up on those? I did. Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. I, Aren't those good? Oh my God. Yeah. And I just, you know, and, and I, <laughs> and I was like, don't you dare mess with my sweet cinnamon roll <laughs> baby. Do not mess with him. Don't okay. do it. We Please. can't talk about the ending because the book just has only been out for a lot. Not even yes, a month. We're not going to say anything. But, but did I, you, I fucking loved the ending and I, and I told her that she was on the show and I told her how much I loved it. And I love how much she sort of subverts things a little bit, but I didn't did in your copy. Did you have her, her little bit at the end, like her author's note bit? Did you, uh, you no. an early cut? You didn't. No. So she sort of like explains it. The ending, like here's, okay. here, here's why I did what I did. No, you mm-hmm. can, and if you don't agree or whatever, you go write your own thing, basically, right? Like, go, yeah. fan, go fanfic it, basically, is what she says. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm loosely describing what she said. It's not what she said, but uh, basically, mm-hmm. that's the idea because she knew some people were going to be like, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so she wrote in like a little thing. And I told her, I was like, you, you shouldn't have written that. You don't owe anybody, <laughs> you don't owe anyone anything. Right, like this. This ending is fucking perfect. <laughs> if someone doesn't like it, don't just shut up. Um, anyways, I loved it. I love that series. I. Uh, that's how you end yeah. the series. That's like. I oh loved yeah. It. Loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Um, I want to hear just about a few of the books that you read, you know, recently or the past year that you loved. But first, um, really quickly, what can you tell us about the Vanquishers? Oh, so um, this, yeah. This, so... this this opening blurb line. I mean, pitched as Watchmen meets Stranger Things with a Buffy twist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that's a lot going fucking, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's middle grade it, too, which I fucking love. It I, is. I uh, talked to a lot of middle grade people this year, and um, me and Mark Oshira had a really good conversation about it. And I, mm-hmm. it's almost to me, it, it, it's it's not similar, but in the sense of, of like short stories where there, there's almost no fluff in middle grade. Because you're dealing with kids and kids don't fucking have any fluff, right? There's no bullshit right. with kids. Yeah. And I love that. I yeah, love that. Um, it's a totally different kind of storytelling. Um, and yeah. And, and Vanquishers um, is a vampire story, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And I love that I got to um, really kind of go a little darker for middle grade, um, which I think is fun. I really want to scare some younger children that would be fabulous um and vanquishers is set in a in an alternative near future san antonio um where vampires were known to to have um existed but were wiped out by a group of masked vampire slayers called the vanquishers um and uh my main character uh malika 
Wilson, but her friends all call her Boog. Um, she is, you know, she lives in a cul-de-sac with her friends on either side of her and their families know each other. And um, her best friend, Jules, um, is non-binary. And then she's got her, her other BFF, Cedric, and um, they have a new friend named Aaron. And, you know, they're on their bikes and they're in San Antonio and they are, um, you know, preparing for the Vanquisher Appreciation Week, which is kind of like San Antonio does uh, this thing, Fiesta, uh, every year, which is like a giant celebration. And it's kind of like that, but um, in celebration of the, the Vanquishers and, um, and Aaron uh, turns up missing after, mm. uh, after an event. And so Boog has to kind of, get together with her friends and and figure out what's going on and and see if maybe the vanquishers who are all kind of you know undercover retired somewhere um you know maybe they need to come come back and figure out what's what's going on so it is um it is just it's very like buddy you know like a like a buddy movie like it has that kind of energy um it definitely has that stranger things um energy and i just um i just finished up uh copy edits on it and i've seen some cover artwork and um i just i'm so excited is it a series it is <laughs> oh okay are we allowed to know that yeah um, okay yeah i, I yeah. cut that out if you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay awesome uh, and who who's publishing uh, Bloomsbury. Oh, Bloomsbury. Okay. That's your home yeah. base. That's going to be your home base forever, is it? Yeah. 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 Well, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if <they're> treating, <laughs> yeah. right. If there's trust and you're happy, like why? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait for that. I love the idea. I love, like I said, I'm, I'm reading more and more middle grade as time goes on and I'm just loving yeah. it. And, um, so good. So one, um, obviously everyone knows, but Amari, but Marco Shear is the insiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you read that? I haven't read that yet, but 10 yeah, thumbs up. I've heard wonderful things. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's almost the perfect middle grade book um, yeah. in a lot of ways. And it's a lot of the reasons like you just sort of talked about too. Like, I just love this, you know, I feel, I feel like a sense, uh, I feel privileged when I read a lot of middle grade books. Like I feel like a sense of honor, like I'm, because like we're not witnessing small things. Usually we're witnessing big life moments for these kids these like mm -hmm. these first big lessons, whatever that happens to be, right. Whether it's learning about intolerance or, or pick something, right. Mm -hmm. These, these tools that they're going to have with them as they go to high school and then become adults that really shape the type of people adults they're going to be. And it's these, yeah. usually these first big life lessons. And, you know, when these, these kids are going to be turned out to be great people and do great things. I feel like a sense of privilege when I read these stories like this, because we're witness to these great moments in these, you know, these people's lives. It's, it's quite, quite profound. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that when you write middle grade now? I, or? I, I do. I feel, yeah. I feel um, very, I feel very lucky to be able to tell these stories, but I love the fact that I get to tell stories um, about, um, you know, about baby queers, like, you know, yeah. kids who are yeah. kind of discovering who they are for the yeah. very first time. And, yeah. and um, that there's something very, very, um, you know, I, I just feel very protective of that story and of that writing because, um, you know, I realize that my readers are going to be even younger, um, you know, than, than a lot of my readers right now. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not something that I take lightly. And even though it's a kind of, you know, scary kind sure. of, you know, paranormal thing, um, I still take it 
um, extremely seriously. And I'm, I'm just, I feel very, very uh, lucky to be able to tell these stories. Um, Amazing. I can't wait. Um, And that's next year. When's that coming out? Yeah, that's, um, that's October October. of of 20 of next year. Yeah. October. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Right on. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we let you go here, give give me a few, give me some books this year that you just, you love, that you love screaming about, love shouting about. Oh man. Um, so I, again, any genre. um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I read, uh, we light up the sky by Lillian Rivera. Um, and I, you know, seeing, um, you know, brown kids in a sci-fi, you know, set in LA, like it, it really is, um, it just feels so, so fresh. Like it just feels so, um, so wonderful to read these types of stories. And Lilium is just, um, an incredible author. And, um, um, I got, I interviewed her for We Need Diverse Books. And so we only ever talked like over Zoom and then I got to, she was at Y'all Fest. So her and I like actually uh-huh. walked, her and I walked for a couple blocks. We just chatted and she's just like the fucking raddest person ever. <laughs> like, oh just, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. She's so cool. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Really very is. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. And I, I, and then like, I routinely talk about the one scene to people like um, where the one character there, they go on their school trip and he's going off about how white people are just going to colonize space. <laughs> like just <laughs> right. There's that whole scene at the planetarium or whatever. And um, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. great and yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I, and I love the, you know, the plant stuff because obviously yes. I'm yes. very much into plants, um, yep. but yep. yeah, I love that, that aspect of it. Um, also I read, um, it's graphic novel, um, volume one of um, Lore Olympus by uh, Rachel Smythe. Okay, I didn't read it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, you know, it's um, Hades and Persephone, um, but it's set against this kind of um, modern backdrop. Um, and it's, um, it's fabulous. I, I got to read um, like a, a very early it's a webtoon it's webtoon okay but um the the translation to graphic novel um just really is phenomenal the artwork is phenomenal the storytelling is great I really just um I really really enjoyed that um right. I also I also read this book um called Slewfoot by mm. an author named Brom like they have one name and they're like an artist. Um, it's a very scary, like witchcraft story, like Puritans and witchcraft and all this kind of stuff. Very scary, like horrifying, actually. And right. um, I love scary stories. So yeah. Yes. See, I'm I'm not a scary story guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I, it's yeah no that's like my partner uh, is the horror aficionado in the house. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am. I am not, and like the weirder, the better for them too. So we're. Yeah, I like when things hop, happen off screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like need to see it. But um, that being yeah. said, I have read a couple of really good uh, Sorrow Land this year. Um, I don't uh-huh. know if, you, if you read Sorrow Land, but um, no, I haven't read that. River no. Solomon, uh, it's, uh, so awesomely creepy and weird, and just one of those books where you're just like, you can hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're reading it, like you hear yeah. the, the woods and you hear like the noise, like you're just like, what the fuck was that? And it's like, oh God, yeah. I'm reading a goddamn book. Um, I love like, when that happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really one of those books that attacks like all five of your senses. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. 
so I wasn't, yeah, I didn't, uh, haven't read a ton of thrillers this year just cause I normally don't, but that one for sure was really cool. Um, yeah. I, uh, I was actually, I recommended this book to another author at Hellfest cause I was at, at the one Disney had, had a panel. And, uh, so I was, went to see, um, uh, Elizabeth Lim say hi to her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were talking about just sort of really wanting to lean into like the darker side of Disney and stuff. And, 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 and Sonin was there and he was talking about this beast and beauty book. And he was described to Peter Pan that wish he wish existed in, in book form. Darling by Kayla An- Ancrum. Yes. Is yes. one of my favorite books this year. Um, I got to recommend that to him. I pulled him aside. I'm like, your wishes come true. My friend (laughs) (laughs) read darling by Kayla Ancrum. And if anyone out there doesn't know what it is, basically Kayla's a genius. She took J.M. Barry's original novel, which was just full of weird shit that, that Disney has never really acknowledged because they, we don't like Peter Pan to be like that. Right. And so (laughs) she did a chapter for chapter contemporary retelling. And it is, it'll knock your goddamn socks off. It is fucking so good. And yeah. it's, but it, it gets weird. Like just kids, yeah. kids, <laughs> isn't the Peter Pan that you think is going on. Like, right. It's if you don't, if you're not familiar with the, the source material, right. If you're only familiar with the Disney Peter Pan, maybe don't read it, but uh, it could be a shock. <laughs> yeah. it might, might be a shock to the senses, but yes. Um, that I can't recommend that book enough. And I mean, of course, I've been screaming out your book and, and Bethany's both Bethany's books this year, our chorus rises and uh, uh, so many beginnings were both great. Um, yeah. The other yeah. one that really uh, this year too, I've been really talking a lot about was Velvet Was the Night by uh, Sylvia, oh. Moreno, Sylvia Moreno. Yeah, um, it's on my yeah, TBR that's, sure. that's kind of, it's, it's a murder mystery noir, but it's a thriller for sure too. Just unbelievable. And um and uh, Zoraida's Inheritance Over Kita Divina. <sighs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, just like, you, you know, your book too, I would say the same thing to her. And I did actually. <laughs> that's how you fucking tell a story. Like that, <laughs> like that's right. Your book too, I get a lot. I don't know. I get like, your, your book feels old school to me. Like this is like, they both, that Inheritance just feels like a classic already to me. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like that's how you tell a story. And mm-hmm. same thing with this poison <laughs> heart and your book too. And, and like, that's, that's, I don't know. I'm just, I can't say enough about it. Like, I just don't, I, I might heard when she was on the show, it was just like the whole hour was just me telling her how great it was. I don't even think I asked a question. <laughs> yeah. like, it was just so great. <laughs> and like, it, I'm just so happy. Um, Kaylin, honestly, that you guys are out here writing these books. Cause they're just all my favorite authors. Like my bookshelf is just all your books. It's so good. <laughs> Honestly, like it really, honestly, people ask me, they're like, do you only read books by black authors? I'm like, no, but they're just the best fucking ones. Like, I can't can't help it. It's not my fault. Um, Yeah, we are. We are. What a time to be, um, you know, here and and getting to read all these these stories. It really it really feels like something special. And I I love the way that the community just elevates together. I just, like I I was saying earlier with, you know, just, I'm such a, such a fetish for me, like to see the way everyone helps each other out. And, and, and what, you know, even in like, you know, you know, these DV pits and stuff like this, where, you know, mentors becoming or mentees becoming mentors and paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And, and as one go, you all go. And it's just, I I love it. I just love it. I love it so much. And, and, and it's just, just it's selfish, right? Cause it just means better stories, (laughs) more, just, just more stories, period too. Right. I mean, yeah, these, these wins are, are, you know, it, they feel so much like personal wins 
you know, uh, yeah. even yeah. when it's happening to somebody else, it really is just an amazing time uh, in storytelling. And I mean, we're not we're not anywhere near near anywhere near where it needs to be. And and no, <laughs> and, and and I mean, and we, yeah. you know, one day we hope we'll get to a point where you don't have to write the greatest fucking book ever to even get looked at. Right. You know, as a black author, but um, yeah, I, I you know, Rosie had a really good answer actually to this question. You know, it's it's I there, there's no industry down change that you know that I'm aware of, but she she had a great answer how it's happening on the on the on the ground level with 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 you and everybody like forcing it to happen, willing it to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the industry is not coming to you, so you're going to the industry. You'll make the industry right. So people yeah. like yourself, and 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 again, this is why I always say too, like Danielle doesn't get enough credit. Uh, she for, really doesn't. No, she um, really doesn't. From that and point I, of view, right? From that, from, yeah. from and not even just right. like, she's just a great writer for sure too. But just, I mean, like the bells is my most treasured book on my shelf. I, if I, if yeah. it was, there was a fire and I could only take one book, it would be the bells. Um, yeah. But just yeah. from, from the supportive, like, te- you know, what she does for the yeah. community. She, yeah. She was one of the very first people to reach out to me um, when I got my deal with, Cinderella is dead. Um, yeah. She was one of the first people to to reach out and just be like, you know, if you need anything, if you have questions, if you, you know, anything at all, you know, I'm here. And um, she's been so supportive and and um, yeah, I, I, you know, her work within the community um, is is I think something that that we should celebrate. You know, anytime we get a chance. For sure, agreed. Yeah. Um, Kaylin, I can't thank you enough. You've got you've got a big year next year. Obviously, you've got yeah. <laughs> a couple of books coming out. So um, yeah, it's uh, and I really, really, you know, it's, as as much as you're comfortable with, I hope hope you get a chance to get out there and we, and because I mean another huge sort of like a you know I keep using this word, but it really is a fetish. Like I I I love standing off to the side and seeing a huge lineup of people like just meeting their hero authors and telling them how great they are <laughs> and, and just telling them how their books changed their life in this way or that way. Right. Like I, I th- it's such a cool, I just love that exchange of energy of, of, of just love basically. And then I, I love, really, I, I love really that for you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, yeah. you know, I'm going to go out there. It's going to be like one person in line. I'm going to like, no, uh, no, let me go no, back no, home. No, 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 so, no, yeah. no, no chance of that <laughs> happening. But that was a recurring theme too. Again, at Yelp Fest was how many panels I was at. And I went to, you know, as many as I possibly could which was a lot. And uh, I heard that a lot from authors, just how fucking nice it was just to be doing that again. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. to, to be in front of fans again, how nice that is. And um, it, it's such a wonderful experience. And, and uh, it's just something that, that, you know, a spreadsheet can't tell you. Right. So, yeah. 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 So hopefully everyone, uh, we get through this and we get to see you out on the trail and yeah. signings and book tours and events and whatever else yeah. uh, <laughs> goes on in this crazy world. But um, I yeah. can't thank you enough. Um have a wonderful holiday. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, you know, I'm such a, I'm such a huge fan of yours and I can't thank you. Oh, enough for thank coming you so by. much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. This of is course. just, I mean, I, I really just appreciate these, these conversations so much. So thank you. Thank you. There you have it. Another episode of everything is canon all wrapped up. Huge thanks to Kaylin for stopping by. Obviously it was a real treat for me personally. She's a great storyteller and an even better human. So support her work, which you can do by heading over to kaylinbayron.com. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen and head on over to cinelinks.com for the latest movie, TV, books, and gaming news. To all the listeners this year, have a safe and happy holiday season, and we'll see you in January.